Greetings. Welcome back to the Paid and Fool Podcast. I am your host, Mia, alongside my trusty. <laughs> I'm looking at JP's face. My trusty uh, husband. <laughs> trusty husband. Engineer. Engineer. All of the above. Background player. That's fine. JP. Really shouldn't be here. Um, he's a liar. He should be. I wouldn't be able to do this by myself. So, and we are a relationship podcast, which requires the model of a relationship. So, you're gonna stop making faces at me. Hello to our brand new listeners. If you've just happened upon our podcast, welcome. This is our twelfth episode. Our JP and Mia, as we've uh, formally introduced ourselves, and we are a podcast focused in on relationships and marriage with little sprinkles of glittery family topics sprinkled in. We've been together for 16 years. I have been asked the question, how long have we been together? So not a lifetime quite yet, but we uh, find ourselves in a place where we're very um, comfortable with openly talking about what works in our relationship, what works in relationships, um, other successful relationships around us. And so we want to impart just some good fortune and happiness on people uh, in the world. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. How are you, JP? I have no idea where I am right now. (laughs) What is happening? Did you lose your spot? No, I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm just trying to figure out the world and my place in it right now. Okay, well, that's a good thing. We have those uh, soul-searching moments every now and then. So mama's here to help. So, yeah. Damn autocorrect. I keep saying I'm putting roles and mm-hmm. they put, keep putting relationship ropes. Oh, wow. What the hell is a relationship rope? Mm, that might be but, a thing, though. Okay. Go off, sis. So, <laughs> so today our conversation is going to steer towards uh, the perceived roles in a relationship and in a marriage. And I mean perceived roles as in those more traditional gender roles that we tend to learn about as children growing up, uh, especially within the uh, 80s and 90s, which is where uh, JP and I grew up, um, and how those roles can impact your relationship. And then we'll talk a little bit about how those roles actually look in marriage, and then how we can make more traditional roles, steer them more towards modern roles, as opposed to those made only for men and women. So it's a heavy little topic today that we are going to explore and we hope to infuse a little bit of humor in here. We don't want it to be too heavy and <laughs> sound, sound like psychologists. Uh, when we do topics like this, I do like to give the disclaimer that we are not um, diagnosing anything. We are not marriage counselors. We are not marriage professionals. We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> We just doing this for fun. We are just two so, people who really like each other. We are all, babe. So we like to say, if you try anything that we are suggesting on the podcast, then and it doesn't work out, please don't sue us because it's not our fault. <laughs> we are just telling you what works for us and hoping that uh, good things happen to you as well. Some of this stuff don't be working. We be lying. Mm, he don't don't. He's lying. He's don't ig- ignore him. <laughs> so <laughs> you make it sound like we be lying. We're not lying. We're very candid. Mm. Anywho, so let's get started. Yeah. Um, you didn't say good morning to me. Good afternoon. <laughs> See, anywho. Let's start it with the first uh, so the first sort of point that we're going to explore. We're going to talk about, let's start with just within us. We'll start within our relationship and then we'll branch out to society because I think it's easier to go from small to big. So let's talk about our, let's see, how do I want to go this? What's which direction we want to go into? How we run our home. Let's do, let's go from there first. And so for you. Your, um, I want to hear from your point of view, JP, as to um, what are the roles or what is the main role? Let's go there. Let's go. What is the main role that you play in our relationship, in our marriage right now? And was it always like that? 
I am the warden of accountability. Ooh. Okay. Poetry in motion. It's not all that, but... Nah, but it sounds really good. Okay, explain to me what that means. Kind of being the, the, the moral compass of making sure that we are who we say we are. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, like, I'm, I'm not going to try to portray to you something that I'm not, and I don't want that from you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, being accountable um, with us being 600 miles away from anybody in our relationship. Mm-hmm. We have to do daily checks as far as making sure that we're doing what we have to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Water. <laughs> Water. Okay. <laughs> no, just just kind of just doing daily checks to making sure that we are on on track as far as what it is we need to be doing because we mm-hmm. have such a small margin of error. error. That we do. Um, like a lot of people in this country, you know, when you go to college, generally people settle where they go to college and now it's so expected that children go away to college, like go away out of the state, away, away, away. So what happens is your family then gets stretched out across the country. And like most people, we don't have anyone we can just call on. We can't call on our mom and say, yeah, can you come over right now? Or we can't call on like my sister-in-law and say, hey, yeah, can you come over and watch the kids? Or can you come over and, you know, help us do this? We don't have our village right there. So I like that you said a small margin of error, because if we do something and it impacts our family, it's totally our fault. Because we are the models of life for our children and for our family sustainability. So I like that you use that term. That's pretty cool. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. It does make sense. I would say my role right now, we'll say 2021 role um, as mommy and wife is uh, the, the Renaissance woman. So what that looks like is this is, you know, Rosie. Go. So, anywho, what that looks like is I have to be generally (laughs) grabber of chips. You you know what? I'm going to put JP out. I have to be up on all of the little bullet points in our day, and I have to ensure that our bullet points are met because I feel as if if I let something slide by, then something's not going to get done. And that's no knock on you. I feel like I'm supposed to be in the position to know when the kids have to bring a poster board to school, when Drew has a dentist appointment, when his play is in March and what kind of plan we're going to make, what we're going to do when we go on vacation. Right. And then it's, you know, whatever I have on my job and then whatever I have going on, you know, with with JP and, you know, if he has to go to a doctor's appointment or something. So it is a um, it's a renaissance sort of way, as in I have to be really good at a lot of different things. Uh, And I'll talk about a little bit. I'll talk about in a little bit how heavy that can be at times. Um, And I'll get JP to talk to me about that as well, because I really want to get into his brain about this. He I like he said the warrant of accountability. So the moral compass, he's our leader. I call him the CFO of our marriage, of of the family. He's our, our chief financial officer. JP makes the executive decisions in our marriage regarding, you know, if we need um, to pay this bill off or we need to get this, you know, this credit thing going. Um, he's the main reason why we have a house, because JP said he would undertake the financial responsibility of getting us ready to actually be able to afford a house. So he took that on. You know, I wasn't a whole lot of help in that department. I was just like, okay, what do I need to do? Um, but he's the chief financial officer and I am his his number two. Like if we were, what's the Austin Powers bad guy name? Mini me, Dr. Uh, Evil. Dr. Evil, yep. Then Dr. Evil have a number two and he had like an eye patch on I'm your number two. Number two. And yeah, and he was number two. Yeah, yeah his name was, was number two. It was many me, but well, many me was kind of a half. He wasn't a two. Okay. So, <laughs> so I am JP's number two. I look at all the tiny details underneath the major decisions that he makes in order to ensure that we gonna be all right. So, that's sort of how we run right now. And I think we we didn't do this on purpose. I think it just kind of fell that way. 
um, with kids and us working and just sort of our natural way of falling. We didn't start off as saying, hey, it's going to be like this because you like to overdraft your account. So I need to take care of all the all the bills. Right. Because <laughs> that had a part. That, that had a part of it. I know. But still. But we didn't purposely. You didn't purposely say I need to do this because you don't know what you're doing with money. So, yeah. And I didn't say, you know, you can't remember, you know, you can't remember what we're going to do. You can't plan a trip or something like that. I, we didn't say those things. So I'm just saying. <laughs> and I like planning trips. Insert so. gunshot right here. No, it's not. I'm not saying that you <laughs> didn't. I just say, anywho, we are not throwing jabs at one another. <laughs> um, so, so because when we started, we were young, right? We were, I was newly 20 mm-hmm. so so we were just we weren't even we didn't even have a an understanding of our full identity yet like when i was 20 i i didn't know who i was and you had just turned 24 but we were still really young you were just getting out on your own thriving as trying to thrive trying to survive out here in the world i was just like hey you know this little you know little lady just landed in your landed in your uh your life and so we didn't start off. We probably had a lot of contentious moments that I don't think were probably verbalized because you may have felt as if I was doing a certain thing and vice versa. And we just never really put it out there in the universe. Mm-hmm. So now that we're older and we've been together so long and we know each other, now we can be like, um, no, I don't like that. Let's do something different. Or I need your help. Or, you know, some of those other things that couples talk about. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So, all right. So that's us. Um, So let's do a series of do you think it's fair kind of questions, because I want to kind of I want to dig into your brain a little bit. I I got you have some. I got actually an article. Uh huh. Yeah. What you got? I'm looking at. Um, It's from um, her her norm her norm dot com. Okay. Um, It's an article written by um, Sonia Swartz Swartz whatever okay um, but it's called the the roles of a man in a relationship 11 important roles oh so okay I'm, I'm going to kind of ring those off mm-hmm. um for the most part i i kind of agree with them mm-hmm. um, it's one that i that i that i have a semi-issue with mm-hmm. but um just let me know what, what you think and um chime in because I, mm-hmm. I think that this should be this should apply to both don't know mm-hmm. who Peter Wall is calling me right now. I'm potting. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Peter. You're all right, Not Peter. right now. I don't know any Peters. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. But again, this is the 11, 11 roles mu- mm-hmm. men must, Ooh. must assume in relationships. Okay. okay. Rope them all for me. So the first one, the first one I, I kind of get, like I said, this, this, applies to both actually but it said that mm-hmm. um he should be responsible mm. kind of goes without saying mm-hmm. okay number two he should work hard mm. this is the one this is one i have an issue with because mm-hmm. i i shouldn't i should not necessarily have to break my back to show that that you are that that I'm the leader. I, 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 I always prefer to to work smart, <laughs> not hard, and tactically. Okay. Um, I'm I'm never gonna work hard. Mm-hmm. And hard is subjective. Yeah. Some people's hard is not somebody else's hard. Yeah. Okay. I, I always I I got I got a plan for everything. So. I like working smart. Okay. Yeah. Number three, he should he should be a part of a, a provider. Mm. Pete with arrow exterminators. Why are you calling contacting me on a Sunday? Let's continue. But yes, he should be a provider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should be a provider. He should be a okay. provider. And that's going to get into who's the breadwinner. But okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number four. He should respect her. She should respect him. Absolutely. Okay. It goes both ways. That's, that's right. Four. Okay. Again, this is both ways. He should love her. What's the point of being in a relationship if you don't love that person? I know. Don't waste your time. He should love her. She should love him. If not, keep it pushing. That's right. Okay. People do it every day, though, unfortunately. 
<sighs> this one. Just the one. <laughs> no, it's not for me. It's okay. just just in just in general with 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 people, especially how the how the world is now with every being everything being so microwave. Mm. Um you got access to everything in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I'm actually going to start saying they rather than he and she. They. Mm-hmm. Right. That feels better. They should commit fully. They should commit fully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's good. I just ideally in a perfect world, but mm-hmm. you like, mean like the everybody giving a hundred percent every day. Yeah. And it's you can't do a hundred every day. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, um, yeah. like I said, this this don't apply to us because I'm 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 in with this. I I get this, but mm-hmm. like I'm just saying with the uh, with the way that the world is now, where you can have an argument with your your girl and five minutes later you on Instagram. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They should support you. Mm. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. They should support you. Yeah, you should so, feel some level of support. Absolutely. Or at least have a open line of communication as to far as far as mm-hmm. why why the line the lines may be blurred or or, or cross. Why does it seem like mm-hmm. right? Okay, <laughs> I got you. Number eight, mm-hmm. they should be a good lover. <laughs> uh oh, there they go. <laughs> I knew it was. I said. I said sex is going to be on this list somewhere. You, <laughs> I think that you have to be some type of physically attracted to your partner. Mm-hmm. Something because physicality and intimacy is a big part. If y'all, if you think he ugly, then sweetie. Yeah, that and, money gonna run out. And the, same, and the same thing, like I said, you have you have the world in the palm of your hand. Exactly. So I, I I see that. Uh huh. And we might not be the end all be all. Those blue pills and Hennessy. <laughs> so Hennessy. Okay. Um, they should they should add value to your life. Mm. Agree one hundred. If I can get higher than a hundred percent, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Number ten. And this 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 would be more so um this would lean more towards the man. Mm-hmm. Um it says he should protect you physically and emotionally. Okay. Um it's still both, but I'm not asking you to get into no 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 boxing matches for me. <laughs> I, no. I, I I get it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Emotional support more for the women because yeah. women often don't emotionally support. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You already know I'm a I'm I'm go at a drop of a dime nah, if, if you come to it. So I don't <laughs> I don't play. Number eleven. Mm-hmm. He should be able. They should. He should be able to make tough decisions. He should be able to make tough decisions mm-hmm. with with the assistance of his of his partner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He has. I think. Uh, yeah. He needs to be in a position where he can say, "Okay, we gonna go do this," mm-hmm. just like what you do for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's it. Mm-hmm. So that like again, that was the roles of a man in a relationship okay. um, by Sonia Swartz okay. on hernorm.com. Okay. That's that's pretty pretty solid stuff. Of course, there's always gray area in any list that seems like that. Um, the lover one, you know, she's a woman coming from a woman's point of view. Women, we want to feel secure. We want to feel loved. We want to feel, you know, sissy. So if our, our you know, partners are good lovers, then that enforces the fact that I feel sissy. Bang, so bang, bang, skeet, skeet, skeet. Pretty bang, much. Bang, bang. So, yeah, some of those are really, really, okay, are really yeah. so point I, on I point. I get it. The only one that, that was really kind of a gray area for me was mm-hmm. the, the I have to work hard. That, that work hard thing. Because then it answers the question of should the man be in charge of bringing in all the money? So that goes into that conversation. So um, is it the man, man's responsibility to make more money than a woman in a relationship? And now, you know, of course, with gender being as fluid as it is in marriage, you know, same sex marriages will say the more masculine um, partner. Is it their job to ensure that? they are making more money than the more feminine partner because that is a part of one of the um, traditional gender role things that I found online 
that has ultimately hit a lot of people the wrong way and has caused a lot of divorce <laughs> because people are the man is like, hey, or the more masculine partner is like, hey, I'm supposed to be making more money. You can't make more money than me. Um, I'm thinking of Lance in the best man and his extremely macho attitude and his really, really home down um, idea that Mia, his wife, was supposed to be home barefoot and pregnant all the time and essentially that's what she ended up doing because they popped out four kids real quick and he was out there bringing in the dough because he was a professional football player and he you know hit people for a living a lot of that was insecurity on his part yeah well yeah well, we found that out it later because of his cheating mm-hmm. so that was his that was his, kind of his ways a uh, way of keeping Keep. keeping tabs on her all keeping the time. tabs on her uh-huh so because she, mm-hmm. she had potential especially in college Mm-hmm. She had potential to do more than what she what she did. Mm-hmm. But she was really smart. And that, she was a that's why he went so hard to do what he could so that he yep. could take that off of her and keep his eyes on her because of all the dirt he did. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of men, you think a lot of men do that? Because I hear a lot about, oh, my man don't want me doing that. Or I have to ask my man for for permission to do that. And I, it's, I would honestly say no. You don't think a lot of men have that attitude? No. Mm-hmm. Do you think they used to and it's changed? What do you think? Uh, do you think like the rules have just kind of become more modernized as time has gone on? Or do you think that I, I honestly can't speak on it because okay. I'm I'm just more more modern and more progressive, but mm-hmm. if that's if that's if that's how, uh, th- what their upbringing was of what that's what they were supposed to do then mm-hmm. then yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's mine. I I um you know, I grew up in Virginia. We're near a um, all the bases, naval bases, um, Air Force bases. You know, my um, I'm, a, I'm an Air Force baby. My dad was in the Air Force Reserve um, most of my childhood. And so I knew a lot. Of, I went to school with a lot of kids who are military kids. Like you just make friends all the time and then your friend leaves because their their parents had to be restationed. So I knew a lot of kids who used to say that their dads um, they had when their dad came home. They had to get his slippers and his newspaper, put it on his seat because that's where he's coming in and he's sitting down. And we're talking about the night. We're talking about 95, 96. All right. Dad, come in. You got to give dad his get him his beer, get him his newspaper and get his slippers. And so like a couple of friends just off my head, because I just remember this girl so vividly uh, from middle school who would say, hey, if I wasn't there to get my dad his stuff and he would fuss at me because it was expected that when he got home he got his newspaper his beer and his slippers and he went and sat in his chair mama made dinner mama put dinner on that table dinner had to be there at six thirty, seven o'clock when he got home he went to go eat and then he went to go watch the game mm-hmm. and she said that was her interaction with her dad her whole life mm-hmm. was that's what was expected because that was the role and then of course she learned later that that's how she has to she has to be subservient to her her boyfriend or her future husband because that's what she saw that was right for her mm-hmm. and so that that you know very very macho attitude the traditional the man does this the man is the breadwinner therefore the man can do what he wants that is I think still sticks around but I don't think people talk about it a lot so mm-hmm. and it's sad because it really messes up, especially little girls. It messes up their heads and it makes them think that that's normal, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's not normal. It's not normal, right? Mm. So, so I want to get back to um, a series of, of "Do you think it's fair?" kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll start with the first one since we're on the topic. Uh, do you think it's fair to men to be expected to make all the money? No, and statistically, um, women are more highly educated than mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. So generally, um, they're going. There's that that gender gap that yeah, that happens with the with the pay discrepancies between mm-hmm. females and men. But um, with with fem- with women um, being more educated, there's 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 more. There's more, more. There's a bigger, better chance that she will get a higher paying job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. 
I remember we talked about this, but it's been since like 2008. It's been a minute when I was getting my master's degree. And I think like something we were watching something on TV and you had asked, you were saying like you were joking like, hey, you know, now you can make the money and I don't have to I don't have to work as hard. <laughs> so joke. <laughs> 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 no, but I remember it. I, that was the first time I had thought about the fact that it didn't bother me if I would be the one making more money. Because at the time, I had more education, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be a sugar mama. I'm going to make sure my husband is straight. And I still feel that way. I don't feel as if it's fair to men to have to make money because they are men or the more masculine partner. So I don't believe in that at all. Mm-hmm. So I guess we call us progressives, right? Sure. Um, do you think it's fair for, um, let's see, let me see. I'm trying to stay on the men's side for a second before I hop over to the lady side because it's going to just deep dive from there. Um, do you think it is fair that the perception of men is that he's the head of the household? Do you think that is a fair label that he must be the head of the household? He must be the one who puts his foot down and makes the the major decisions, the executive decisions. Because that's, that's a that's that's a that's a that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, and here's what I'm thinking of. Why are you thinking? I'm thinking about all of us who were raised by single mothers. You know, I have a ton of students. They, you know, it's not their fault. They never met their dad. Their dad just, you know, sperm donor. So and that's 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 me. That's me in a nutshell, basically. Like so yeah. I was pretty much raised by my my my, my by my mother and my and my my sister, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yes. it it de- it de- it depends. It depends. I think it's a better 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 to have uh, that that conversation mm-hmm. about how who would make the final say and I think the the level of conversation and communication and more education as far as what's what's best for the family it, it shouldn't matter who it comes from mm-hmm. it should be it shouldn't be just one person saying this is how it's going to be and that's it mm-hmm. and that often that's what happens is when we see those kind of families or those kind of relationships the man is usually the one who's the this is what we're going to do now live with it. And it's, you know, it pretty much negates all the, the people out here who were raised by really strong, wonderful mothers. We had a president who was raised by his single mother and he became the president and not only just the president, the first, you know, African-American president. So it negates all of the work that they do every day. And I don't like that. It just puts, like that unne- idea. It just puts an unnecessary mental burden on yourself. Because yeah. what if that mis- that decision that you made is mm-hmm. the wrong one mm-hmm. and then you and just fall into a, then you start you fall into a series of bad decisions mm-hmm. to try to fix it yeah yeah and and yeah and you gambling and you trying to get it right and get it right and get it right and you steadily getting it wrong yeah and then a lot of uh, you know a lot of men in the past have just gone away from the family some of my kids are like yeah my dad went to the store never came back right that doesn't happen. <laughs> my dad left, and I don't know where he went. He was supposed to come back and pick me up, and he never picked me up. That never happens. That's just you, that's just the ignorance of children. You don't know that. <laughs> I believe some of these there were, children. There were uh, there were more signs. Well, be- before that, but point. if they were like six years old, that's what they so remember. It falls, into, it falls into the ignorance of children. Well, yeah, but I mean, if they're six, then they know that daddy went to the store. And if it's a story that their mother kept saying that, yeah, your daddy just went to the store and never came back, then that's not their fault. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> so, so there you go. So, um, so yeah. So, I'm gonna come back to the to the fair questions in a moment. Um, I'm gonna hop over to the women's side. And the roles that women um, have traditionally played in marriage and relationships and what it looks like now. Um, Because I'm also on a handy website here. This is uh, dated 2018. So it's a little it's a little back a little bit. But there are two writers here. They are um, 
Indonesian, but they have names that I cannot pronounce, so I'm not going to try it. But it's on the website called The Conversation. And the article is called The Secret to a Happy Marriage, colon, Flexible Roles. So they're already telling us where they're going. And it looks as if I think it's a male and a female. Um, So first they started off saying that that there are three major way, three major, major reasons why people file for divorce. And that is marital disharmony. That's irreconcilable differences, right? Um, Responsibility. I'm not sure what they mean by that. And money problems. And they said that usually women are twice as likely as men to seek a divorce. And they said that the idea is that it has a lot to do with gender inequality in the relationship. I'm like, women are twice as likely to institute divorce. So I said, hmm, let me scroll down more. Mm -hmm. So it says women's multiple roles. I'm just kind of going to read a few of these because it's a bunch of it. Um, And this is, again, traditionally what it has been. Not so much now, but um, let's see. Uh, Women have assumed multiple responsibilities of daughters, wives, mothers, workers, members of society. Uh, She is expected to serve her husband, prepare food, prepare clothing and other personal needs, um, taking care of her parents, especially if she is the oldest girl. Um, She has to take care of her children as a mother and their needs, including education. And then as a worker, she has to be professional, disciplined and a good employee. She is expected to participate in the community and in volunteer work. And then they said on the other side, men traditionally have one role, which is the family's breadwinner. So, and then they go on into talking about how happiness is found when the roles in a relationship are a lot more flexible, as opposed to the woman doing all of this stuff over here. And the man is just coming home and sitting down and drinking his beer. Um, And so I wanted to get into what makes it heavy for me as a woman um, is the expectation. It's the expectation. It's only expectation. I know expectation is invisible. Where do you feel it comes from? Society. It's everybody on the outside. And the the perception, like I get stuck in the idea of, of the optics, I guess, what it looks like. So let me give you an example. Um, when I went on bed rest with Drew, that was 30 week 32 something around in there 32 weeks in pregnancy i had to go on bed rest because my blood pressure was shot like it was just all over the place so they said hey you gotta go to bed the um i i struggled with the idea that i have to be home and not be able to monetarily provide and help my husband like i struggle with the idea that i have to sit here while my husband is out working, I can't go out and make money to help him. Was that ever expressed to you? It was never expressed to me, but it came from somewhere. And I don't know. That was, I think, the first time I thought about whether or not I could survive being a stay-at-home mother. <laughs> like, not survive, but I mean in terms of mentally, if I could handle stay-at-home mommy and not be able to work in the workforce. Because then on the other side, I'm in the workforce every day. I have guilt that my child has to stay at school till almost six o'clock because I don't get off until 4.45-ish, five o'clock-ish, and I can't get to school that fast. So I have the guilt on that side that I'm leaving my babies to somebody else, essentially not to raise, but to watch on their, you know, the time that they get paid. I have that guilt that I can't spend as much time with our kids as I want to. So it's a trap like it's a real life like consortium of of conflict because it's on one side I'm supposed to be at home and taking care of my babies and running my household and making sure that my house not burning down and taking care of my husband and making sure that he's happy bedroom in the bedroom out of the bedroom happy period because I want to be married and yet I need to make money because if not I'm looking like I'm just living off of his chick and If I'm not providing for myself, then I don't look like I'm a member of society that I can't function. So it is it's a heavy little burden. And and I'm a I'm a black woman. 
So it becomes it a whole nother level it of depends on how you how you how you look at it. I know. Um, I'm I'm struggling with it. It's not necessarily a burden, it's more so an awareness. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the good things is if you find somebody who is on that same wave wavelength with you. Um because that's that's kind of how 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 I feel mm-hmm. about with what with what's going on with me, because mm-hmm. um, I I always want to make sure that I'm not missing missing out on anything as as far as with you you and the kids, mm-hmm. um, and I have to have that real realization that sometimes it's okay to to actually leave some money on the table. Um, because that extra money that I, I, that I could get, um, I'm, it's being paid off in enrichment oh of my my kid's life. Mm-hmm. So that I'll get that I'll get that investment later by the time that I'm spending with them. Mm-hmm. So it's more so just having having an awareness. Like I said, you 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 want to try to do everything and be perfect, but yeah. it's it's just not going to happen. So you just have to put a value on what's important what's mm-hmm. important to you and just stick with stick with your guns on stuff like that yeah and i i know i know those things and i i re- try to remind myself because i'll just be like okay snap out of it like stop being guilty they are fine they're at school they're playing with their friends and then i pick them up right and they talk about you know they were on this on the slide and holding on each other's shoulders and going down the slide together and you know mommy we went and we we played minecraft on the computer so they talk about how all the fun they had and i'm like man if i was home all the time i could actually see that but i have to be at work because i need to help provide for my household because we have all these financial goals we're trying to meet so it's a lot i hear that um like that mommy guilt never goes away. They say you can be grown, grown with grandkids on the way and you will still have mother guilt about things from when they were children. And, you know, in essentially 10 years, we'll have a an 18 year old in the house like 10. That's it. So I know that the things that I am building in them right now are going to be the things that they remember. And they said it's not always about quantity, but it's about quality, right? So if I come home and I check everything at the door and I don't work on anything and I'm there just laughing with them because they get real goofy and we just start laughing. They are so funny. Then I know that's quality and not just, they're not going to remember that, oh, mommy wasn't there. They're going to remember, hey, mommy was laughing with us and she was tickling us and that was funny. So that's what I try to do to get myself out of the idea that I may be missing my children because I'm working. Mm-hmm. Because when I was home with them, we were quarantined for 15 months straight. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I'm having to too ch- much home. Trying to choke them out. I, <laughs> it got it was fine for the first, like, six months. The rest of those months, y'all, woo. And they were going. But I, I got to really learn about them because I saw things like with Jai. I really learned a lot about Jai that I really even have seen because I've only seen them three hours on weekdays so so it's a lot it's it's heavy and then you know the idea societal idea that I have to take care of everything I like doing it to a point but then sometimes I'm like man I wish I could just find somebody to cook for me (laughs) or man I wish I could just find somebody just clean this house because I need help which I've looked for and found so um and that's nothing yeah what no you say it <laughs> say what's on your mind well for with the house let mm-hmm. me let me go in on the house because mm-hmm. i i know it's a thing that jp won't talk about he won't tell me 300 it's not 300 minus 25 <laughs> that was just the initial bay it's that's not the monthly worse. We, that, so we that nasty no no they <laughs> because they clean things they won't clean it on the monthly they were clean they cleaned uh, so our baseboards and between the dusted. Cl- between the cleaners and pete <laughs> y'all y'all got it coming so, oh, so yeah, Pete better not call me here's the thing with Sundays. the cleaning i know i know but when i can come home and i don't have to clean it is another level of relaxation for me and it helps me be a better person because i don't have to pick up and be rosy like you've seen me be rosy around the house i don't have to do that every night 
because that's wearing me down because your kids drew is absent-minded so he can't necessarily help that he don't remember where his stuff is because he just drags stuff jai jai she just <laughs> she's jai and she's five so <laughs> i don't want to be mo from wally <laughs> every night i only want to have to do it in between the time the cleaners are coming so and i know it's a it's a money thing but i felt as if we were able to we were in a better position to be able to handle the money thing now yeah. than we've been ever before. You you pay me that. I'll wear some tight Levi's and a flannel and get a duster <laughs> and a vacuum. <laughs> That's not what he wore. And I'll clean this bitch from top to bottom. <laughs> but I feel like if you don't have to because you work two jobs. I can I have room for a but, third. No, nope, nope. Because then you'll be worn down and you won't be able to perform in our lives. Not perform. See, he's not taking me seriously. We're having a live marriage counseling session, and you are not taking me Again, seriously. I'm taking you very seriously. <laughs> I, so, hear, I hear you. I'm hoping that I see you. That we don't have to worry are about. Cle- are you listening? I am. Okay. <laughs> I don't want us to have to worry about cleaning our house. I want us to come home after school and be with the kids because that's what's important. And of course, with me, I am having to learn how to leave work at home. I mean, leave work at the school building and not bring it home because that's another thing. That's a whole nother. Right now, I'm almost at the the end of this hump. So I can leave work at school and not have to come home and do work. And we can be a family. We've been planning little trips on the weekends. We've been doing stuff with the kids. And that's what I want us to do. And not mommy having to clean up or daddy having to clean up. I think that we are in the financial position to be able to have that done for us and us not have to worry about it. If a twerk goes unnoticed, did it really happen? I don't know. If this, girl been, this girl been trying to start a twerk page for like six months and it's not working. So Is she your friend? She, um, I guess. Oh, she's your, she's your friend. Well, then she didn't twerk. They okay. Don't. Just just L I G. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So do you hear me about the cleaning? I heard thing? every word. Okay. You said. Okay. Every, That's every I wanna said. be heard. That's it. Okay. We don't have to agree about it. It's just gonna continue. <laughs> Cause I need the help. And I don't want you to I don't want to fall on you. I don't want what I can't do to fall on you. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. So it's not fair and you're not gonna you're not because I need you healthy. Johnny gonna live to be 120 and I need him to do that so yeah with his 50 beat per minute heart rate so <laughs> he has to live he has to outlive me so um get back on track now. I am come I'm on Ernie on <laughs> come on Ernie all right Shaq um so do you think it's fair that women are expected to take care of the children do I, think is, do I think it's fair? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you just answer? or what? Oh, no, no. I was saying yes. I was confirming. <laughs> confirming that that's what I asked. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's not it's not fair. Um, it's, it's, it's not fair. Um, but there again, there is that, nat- that natural slant that children are automatically going to um, slant towards slant towards the mother, so that's part of the the pressure mm-hmm. that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. You you're not lying, yeah, and and yeah, I push the kids on you. <laughs> I'll be like, ask daddy, ask daddy, daddy's standing right there, and I think just the yeah the bond because the child has been you know they part came of you. out of you they yeah they came out your body you know and even with i think adopted children it's still the slant towards the mother because women are been women or the more feminine partner have been known to be more nurturing and dads or the more masculine partner are tend tend to be less nurturing <laughs> and i think tell them to rub some robitussin on it right i think Sprite. the kids recognize that my mommy will baby me a little more and daddy just gonna tell me to go suck it up so and that's not always true because jp has this really cute way of like rubbing the kids boo-boos and jai they be like giggling and he does this really fast like rubbing motion <laughs> that the kids love 
but it's the it's the Native American uh, style. Uh, is it? Oh, uh, of of of. They called it maize. Mm-mm, see, see, he getting into something else. Um, the <laughs> so I don't think that it's exactly fair. I think it's just part of the bond that children have with a mother that they have they have a different one with dad and then they also say that the mother or the more you know feminine partner is the disciplinarian and the dad is like fun let's jump on him yay daddy's home so i don't think that's fair either but that's a whole nother pot so Mm -hmm. um so yes so what can we do to ensure that our relationship and our marriage and our family life is as modern as possible and not as um, those sticklers to those traditional roles? Because I can imagine that in a lot of households, those traditional roles get us in trouble, right? Depending on preconceived notions, upbringing, environmental factors, you know, if you think a certain way, um, I, I First, firstly, you got to talk about this stuff before you get married in depth, repeatedly mm-hmm. <laughs> to make sure that your partner is, is on you and y'all on one page. But the other thing is um, making sure that you're living the life that you want to live and you're not being forced to do something you shouldn't have to do. So. So that's important. Mm hmm. I was going somewhere, but I think I lost my train. My train just left the station. Smoke weed every day. Nope, I do not smoke. I have never smoked. Thank you very much. Lungs are beautiful. Um, Okay. In my little article that I have, it says, Flexible roles bring marital happiness. And they said people who have more flexible roles in their relationships said that they were very happy as opposed to just happy in marriage it's like 54 percent versus 45 percent and they says the more flexible that um, a male and female partner can be the more um, the happier they generally are and not just in the marriage but also outside the marriage Mm -hmm. so um, millennials us we are millennials uh, I'm a proud millennial. Sorry, I'm a product of of, of my generation. You're geriatric. I'm a ge- we're geriatric millennials. <laughs> we were born in the uh, Johnny's uh, more the early '80s. I was born in mid '80s, and they call us geriatric. Oh my god! You're not mid. Five uh, five is mid. Five is mid. Well, I think four to six is mid. No. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> So they say millennials, um, the millennial generation is dynamic, non-fixed and non-rigid. So in we're the ones who now have children or young children in school. And so we're redefining what marriage should be in our current century, in our current time. So they're saying be like millennials, be non-rigid and non-fixed. And you'll be happier in your relationship. So, mm-hmm. flexibility is key. So these writers say. Understood. Yes. Do we agree with these writers? Sure. I agree. A husband no longer has to earn more money than his wife. That's very great. Great to know. Because <laughs> I think we've gone back and forth a little bit. I don't know. I think we kind of neck and neck now. So... Which is fine. It's it more money in the bank for everybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't because it's all one bank account. <laughs> it's one set of, of credit cards. It's one set. I mean, we, we have everything together. And as long as the bills are paid, it doesn't matter from whose side it's from. How, I, do, how do you feel about separate bank accounts? Mm. All right. So here's the I always do the pros and cons of that. What is OK? Go ahead. OK. So if I have a separate bank account from you. I would be able to see. Why would you have a separate bank account from me? In my experience, well, this is not anybody I know who's my age. Most people I know now have shared. But older people have said that it's been because them and their partner have decided to take certain bills and pay them out of certain accounts. And so if she would, if he's responsible for paying like the rent, then she would pay all the utilities and the phone bill. And he would pay the car note and she would pay, you know, the other whatever the other bills that they have. So they were separating their bills according to which side they wanted it to come out of. In some cases, I've seen that 
the man <laughs> pays all the bills and the woman just has this side account where she's just I don't know, spend the money out of. I don't know what that side that side money does. So the so. pros in that is you get more freedom within quote unquote your money, which is not even a thing. Like it's our money if we're married, but okay. And then the con of course is what are you doing with your bank account? Like what are you doing with your money? And what am I what am I not doing? So your money is my is your money. And, and my, my money, money is, is the it goes to the bills. My money. <laughs> your money is your money and my money is my money. That's that's the antiquated ideal for bank accounts. And I think that did that when I don't know, when banking became a thing and people started getting bank accounts. It's just like no, it's not like filing taxes. No, that's a whole different thing. We file taxes jointly because or separately because of different things. But people, I think, had separate bank accounts because certain bills were coming out of certain accounts. That's what I want to maintain. I don't know if it's exactly true. We'd have to ask someone why now, right now, they have a separate bank account from their spouse. So unless you got Swiss bank accounts, you harboring some money over there. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't believe in a separate bank account because I don't have anything to hide. <laughs> like I'm not spending money. Um not to say that people who have separate bank accounts are hiding money. Please don't get me wrong. I'm saying that I don't have anything that I need to purchase outside of what I want my husband to see. Like I'm not buying diamonds or anything. So JP sees all the food I eat. She paid for them cleaners. It JP sees all the, you know, whatever little trinkets and stuff I buy. He sees the stuff I buy for my students at school. So JP sees my spending. So I don't have a reason to get a separate bank account so that he can't see my spending because it's it's all one big bank. So I did. Yes. <laughs> so we're not going to go back in the cleaners. That is unresolved. I need you to resolve your ideas because I have made it clear why I think having a cleaners is the best idea right now. We can cancel it any time. But right now, for me... Cancel. He's being... That um, shit's done, son. He's being an exennial. He's being a Generation <laughs> X right now. And being rigid and not, <laughs> and not flexible in his thinking. So, anywho, they say that the men are the head, but the women are the neck. I learned that in a movie and that the neck can turn the head. I thought it was the heart. No, women are the neck. So, and the neck can turn the head any way she wants. Eventually, the neck, the the head has to follow the neck and I am your neck. Because she got that thing. Anywho, so. That thing, big thing. Help us, Father. So, anywho, do you have any lasting ideas about traditional gender roles how to modernize them how do you modernize traditional roles like do you have to i think there is a conversation there is no to such be had. thing as traditional roles yeah roles that we grew up with <laughs> because <laughs> some of us have grown up with some roles like i i now that i'm older i think i had some roles that were inadvertently taught to me that i can't go with now being married with children Teach your kids to do whatever it takes to make sure that they're happy and and fulfilled in life. Mm-hmm. So if that if that involves you being a stay at home dad, mm-hmm. be a stay at home dad. Right. Be be a good one. Yeah. But um, don't 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 pigeon don't pigeonhole yourself them. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be the best at what I am. Hey, if I'm a stay at home mama. We, I'm gonna stay at home. And this house gonna be straight. This stuff, this thing gonna run like a factory. So yeah, I say be the best at what you are. And my daughter's a thug, so yeah, she ain't gonna, she, she not gonna, she's not, she not, not gonna, gonna do any that, of that. Uh, uh-uh, so. she's not gonna play any of that. She don't play any of that now. At five, we already can see Jai at twenty five how she'll be. Drew Bear, he might be a little more like, oh, okay, he might be a little more bendable because he's more easygoing. Jai, ma, uh, uh-uh. uh. Jaima is is um um you said a thug <laughs> she gangster <laughs> so she'll she'll be like shut up this is what I say and I'm gonna be like oh my god you slapped him ain't gonna be none of that <laughs> I don't know I don't know no, I do ain't gonna be none of that <laughs> so and we have a boy and a girl 
And so we need to teach them the same. I know some people say you have to raise a girl differently than a boy. I don't believe that's 100% true. I mean, there are some things that you must teach a boy that you don't need to teach a girl. But I think that because they're brother and sister, they're going to know anyway. So we might as well pretty much teach them on an even, you know, on an even about, you know, things. If I'm teaching Jai how to make eggs, I'm teaching Drew. If I'm teaching Jai how to fold a towel, I'm teaching Drew so that he doesn't go around thinking that only girls clean up. At the same time, if I'm teaching Drew how to check your oil in your car or if daddy's teaching him how to shave, Jai needs to be standing there looking at you teaching him how to shave. It is what it is. Like there's nothing wrong with her knowing, hey, look, Drew has a mustache and look at how it's coming off. Like there's nothing wrong with that. They got to learn about the other gender. And so we're going to be teaching them pretty much on an even. So Drew needs to know about Jai and her body so that he can understand girls. So when he goes to middle school, he won't be wondering why this little girl just screamed at him. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, maybe I should buy her some chocolate because I think she's having a monthly. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, yes, get her a piece of chocolate, buddy, and tell her everything's going to be OK and just leave her alone for the next four days. So, yeah, that's what I dream about for our babies. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What does she got over there? Anything it? I'm trying to think. Anything else we want to talk about? So this has been an enlightening conversation. We've gotten to talk about some really deep um, gender roles and relationships and how um, how detrimental they can be or how helpful they can be and um, how that translates to family and how those gender roles move generation to generation and how sometimes we got to just change some things that we know about. Right. That we have to do some things that are different than uh, what we grew up with. And so I think that's just part of growing up and uh, doing some adulting. So yeah, do we have a, do we have a quote that we want to kind of end with? What we got today? So you, I think you that's do it. the quote. You, you got want, it. You want me to do the quote? You do the quote because I just got something to say. Mm-hmm. Well, you say what you try to say and then we'll end with the quote. What you got? Pete. <laughs> My business hours are Monday through Friday, nine oh my God. to five. Oh my God! And that yeah, because it's Sunday. Don't call my goddamn phone <laughs> on no Sunday about no damn pest control service. Is he supposed to come tomorrow? Is I, that what it he is? He ain't supposed to be doing nothing. He trying to find. Okay, continue. Go to your quote. Okay. Jesus <laughs> loves me. This I know. For oh, the Bible Jesus tells loves the little children. So. That's precious. We can go with that. Jesus loves the little children. Mm-hmm. Or we can say, um, you can always gain love by giving love. And love doesn't necessarily look like kissing, hugging, the more traditional things. It could also look like cleaning the house. It can look like checking on your partner during the day, making them dinner. All those things are giving love. So you can gain love by giving love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, um, shout out to the Underground Shuffle podcast. Um, check yeah. them out. They play some dope music, including mine every now and then. Um, my, my little big brother, Denario Moore, um, fitness trainer extraordinaire. Yes. Um, he's actually kicking my ass virtually. I don't know how he's doing that <laughs> 600 miles away, but... Yeah, so <laughs> he's helping me get get to a weight that I haven't been to in 14 years. So mm-hmm. much, much love to him. Yes, shout out, shout out. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. Um, and thank you to those who are following us, who are learning about us, who are enjoying our podcast. Uh, we can be reached on all of the major uh, social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and at paidinfullpod at gmail.com. That's P A D E N F U L L P O D at gmail.com. We welcome all ideas, uh, especially ideas for new shows, um, your opinions about our shows. As long as you are nice to us, then we will respond back. Um, if we don't respond right away, give us about 48 hours because we are busy working adults with children, but uh, feel free to contact us. So we thank you all and pass us along to a friend and we'll be back with a new episode shortly. Peace. Bad words, I hate it here, but it's like I'm following a pun. 
It's comedy, long run, tragedy, funny, demanding, undone. Canker so annoying, but it's not all good. Frankly, disrespectful. Death is deeply distressing, man. It's energetic, monumental. We walk in its shadow, and it knows it tries to kill my vibe. Tries to promise an aunt, granny, unsubscribe, can't decide whether I'm here to make a difference or just killing precious time. When love is an antidote, but the world gives a paradigm. Sometimes it's not even that we know we gotta go home one day. It's the sudden we fear, the daily words we should but don't say. The unknown so scary, belief in the sun of springtime and the winter of all this madness. In the first 48 words, a subject, predicate, and verb occurred. Speech slightly slurred, pressure pinching a nerve. Repeat what was heard, nonsense, make common sense. Keep the drama, I'ma miss my life, I kick the bucket list. They say I did, what the people say. say yeah, I did the shit. That sound like JP preaching to his pulpit. It's better to embody it, him be the bad guy. Old rap guy, now he's clinging to his knife life. Scarlett Johansson Mike, sweetest thing when I write. Shoot a beam of light to the sky, ask Jesus why. They took my mama, took my cousin, took my homies, yo There has to be a reason, shit, I guess I'll never know